G'day folks, uh, welcome to Cinema Australia. Uh, my name's Matt Eels and I'm the founder and editor of our humble little online publication uh, which is dedicated to the support and promotion of Australian-made films for independent news, reviews, features and interviews. Uh, in this latest episode, we chat with Bentley Dean. Now, Bentley and his co-director, Martin Butler, have made a film called Tanner, which you can see at uh, select theatres now. Uh, I was lucky enough to catch an early screening of the film, and I have to say it's one of the most incredible and captivating Australian films I've seen in years. Uh, it's experimental, and it's made for an audience rather than filmmakers and funding bodies, which seems to be the case with some of the Australian films we're seeing lately. I mean, are, are filmmakers forgetting how to make movies for an audience? It, it seems to be the case. Um, Tanner is the kind of Australian film we must celebrate uh, and encourage. Uh, it's, it's incredible, and, and I really recommend that you go and see it. Uh, anyway, here's our chat with Bentley. Um, enjoy. Uh, I caught the film last night. It's amazing. Congratulations. Oh, well, thanks very much. Yeah, how was... You would have had to see the screener, huh? You wouldn't have seen it. Yeah, I saw the screener. Um, I've got quite a big TV, so... Right, okay. Good. Yeah. Um, would you prefer people to see it on the uh, big screen? Uh, yes, because um, the sound design is amazing. Um, Emma Bordigan, who, who did it along you know, with her, her colleague, um, James Ashton, um, did an amazing job. Like, uh, James actually went out, you know, up to the volcano with a, you know, a 5.1 recorder and, you know, really captured the volcano. Um, so in the cinema, you get that and, you know, you know, I don't know if you remember the dancers that, right at the end, like he, he got right in amongst that and so you got to feel the you feel the earth, because they use the earth as an instrument, like right. something about the volcanic soil there that because they don't have, you know, other instruments when they when they do those dances it's just all percussion with the feet and their voices yeah. and and, um, and uh, that really struck me uh, when I was over there that we had to try and capture that and, and James did so, uh, so and, you know, the atmospheres that are uh, unusual and sort of like you know it, and just because it it's set where it's set you, you, you the, the sound is um you know part of the story i think part of the story uh, something else that i found as equally uh, uh good was the music was that as important to you guys to get ah uh, yeah um so martin butler and i like co-director martin um uh have always uh shared a fondness of of, of big school um uh, but um, you know, there was a lot of debate going into into this one because of, you know, pretty much everything about the story is told from uh, the perspective of, of the people of Yokel. And um, uh, so, you, you know, you, you become a little bit concerned when <laughs> introducing sort of like Western elements like that. But um, uh, it was the right way to go. Um, Anthony Partos, who we've worked with before on, on documentaries in the past, and is also, you know, fond of um, doing a big score, uh, uh, used the singing um, elements and and and, um, and some of the you know the pan pipes and stuff like that, and and you know heavily manipulated it, um, and uh, you know then added a little bit of Lisa Gerard um, <laughs> uh, to get something done. No, no, pretty amazing, I think. Yeah, it was. And it just works. Like you know, uh, we ended up even going for, um, I don't know if you remember, like uh, at some point going with um, a bit of cello 
in, in places, which is like, you know, extremely Western in, instrument. But um, just felt like it needed that sort of emotional um, charge, mm. I guess. Mm. Um, and at the end of the day, you are performing it for a you know a cinema going audience who you know who this is this is part of their their syntax, I guess. Yeah. And there's, a, there's a cue to emotion, so that's why it went that way. Uh, so you and uh, co-director Martin Butler set yourself on a unique and ambitious journey with uh, Tanner. Tell us a bit about how it all began. Really, the story began around about 10 years ago um, when Martin, who was acting EP at Dateline, the International Music Current Affairs Program, uh, sent me off on a story to cover a, uh, a, a cargo cult um, that had fractured on, on Tanner. And... Um, uh, it's completely unrelated to, the, to these people, but I did find myself at one point discussing geopolitics with a local chief there who's bemoaning the fact that, you know, the Americans actually hadn't turned up as prophesized 50 years ago. Uh, buttons said, you know, we're in <laughs> Iraq and suspected that they were doing it for money rather than altruistic reasons. Um, <laughs> upon which there's an, an enormous eruption from a volcano behind him, um, as if it's sort of like you know, back him up on that point. And um, I, there were moments like that that kept on happening on that trip that were just like pure magic and it was just a magic environment. And I thought, man, I've got to find an excuse to come back one day. And even then I thought it would be a great place for a feature film, um, especially uh, a, a low-budget one because, you know, you wouldn't have to rely on, you know, costume design and set design and, you know, it was all sort of like there. Like people just looked fantastic. Mm. Um, and we're fast forward 10 years and um, Martin and I were had another documentary series after First Footprints lined up but wouldn't, it would be another eight months before we were able to do it. Um, so we had this gap of time and my wife, uh, you know, had just uh, finished with her job um, and we, you know, always talked about going with the kids to live somewhere that, you know, it wasn't the suburbs of Melbourne to, to like give them, give them a different idea about like you know how other people live basically. Yeah. And um, so, well, why not you know why not try out Tanner? And so I reconnected with some old contacts and um, uh, you know everyone we spoke to, uh, like at the Cultural Vanuatu Cultural Centre, said, listen, the first place you got to try if you're thinking along these lines is the village of Yakil, which I hadn't visited ten years ago. So that's what Martin and I did. We um, Went there for a bit of a recce, wow. and um, you know we had no money. You know there was no. I mean we had a little bit of money in the in our, in our company. You know left over from the last documentary. You know and we had the gear, um, but it was purely speculative. So we just you know rocked up and said, "Listen, this is sort of what we're thinking." They hadn't seen a feature film before, so mm. and we knew that. But we took took along off to his uh, ten canoes and a laptop, and. Um, Showed it to him, and you could tell, you know, you could just picture a, a smoky hut, you know, full of people dressed, you know, traditionally in their you know, penis shoes and glass skirts, and and uh, absolutely enthralled uh, by the movie. You know, you could you know, talking amongst everyone, and they got got to the end of it and um, said, you know, can we start tomorrow? Um, uh-huh. We weren't in the position to start <laughs> the very next day, um, but that was like October 2013, and um, we said, listen, we can. Yeah. 
about uh, funding something like TANA? Were, were people supportive of the idea? Yeah. And, uh, I think it's fantastic. It's mm-hmm. a real rejuvenation of, of 
yeah, partisan recently as well. Uh, the two leads who played uh, uh, who play Wawa and Dean uh, have an incredible chemistry on screen. How did the two get along once the cameras stopped rolling? Because they weren't together in real life, right? Oh, no, definitely. Like, like um, Mungal Dean, he, he, he actually has a wife and um, two oh. kids. Yeah. Um, uh, she, Murray Wawa, she is uh, 16 years old. And, um, you know, never, you know, I've never got to the bottom of whether she's had a boyfriend or not. <laughs> but, um, they, they got on fantastically. Um, you know, I was actually worried that they might actually get it on and, you know, and, and, and cause a problem. Oh, no. Um, I, I kept on telling them both, especially, especially Mung out, it's like, you know, you are not allowed to do anything <laughs> untoward. Because the, the chemistry was there. Yeah. You, know, you could really see it. And you're just like, oh, no. You know, it, this is the sort of thing that could lead to the film imploding, you know. Um, uh, so, yeah, I agree. And it, it was sort of just luck, really. Uh, well, luck and, and casting. Um, but Mari, in, in particular, like, like, like Mung Out was like a, a no-brainer amongst everyone because, like, he was the most handsome guy in the village and everyone agreed with that and, you know, he had a bit of charisma. Um, whereas uh, casting the, the female lead was was a lot more difficult, uh, mostly uh, because of uh, kinship uh, relationships uh, meant that, you know, if you chose a girl from within the village, um, uh, it was never going to work because they are um, considered like a sister. Oh, and, right. You know, and, so, and therefore strictly taboo to, you know, to do anything like this. And, mm. But um, they didn't tell us this, of course, uh, and they were keen to get a woman from, from within the village, but we found that the cast give uh, performances that would rival some trained actors, you know, uh, is, is most of how the tribe is portrayed on screen accurate to how they live their uh, day-to-day lives? Yeah, I think that's the key. Like, you know, Chief Charlie, you know, actually plays Chief Charlie, <laughs> yeah. Chief of the Village, so, you know, he's, he's been nailing that part, he's been rehearsing that part, you know, for about 60, 70 years. <laughs> um, uh, um, you know, same with the shaman. Um, but, uh, like, you know, they, they didn't, they didn't have it right from the beginning, like, cause, you know, uh, you had to, you did, we did have to direct a, a bit, and, but mostly the direction was like, you know, make it real, like, we, we want it to be like, it's, it's, it's real life, how you would actually do everything in real life. Yeah. And, and they got that pretty quick, and, but it's an, that, that's one thing, but another thing is like, you know, getting used to, uh, 
and Rofford, uh, her character goes through a lot for someone so young. character in, in the film. Yeah, really, well, we, that's right. We, we were thinking actually, you know, she was dealing it so much that she might actually be end up being like the main character. Mm. But it was in the days where it was like the story was evolving. And, and um, uh, yeah, she's just absolutely charismatic and, yeah. and truthful. There's such a truth uh, in her performance. And, and in the end, a, a really symbolically uh, important for the story too, because she does represent her dialogue in that scene is, is she um is you know is she saying that for real or yeah she's saying that for real oh um oh far out <laughs> that's some pretty yeah. heavy stuff for such a young person
you know, what are you feeling now? Um, that sort of thing. But speak to Albie, um, and uh, she would just do it. But she has that sort of like, you know, you can see it in her face, mm. like just that sort of almost in, you know, it's hard to, it's hard, actually hard to articulate. Like she's in, she's gone from like being a bit scared and intimidated to sort of like, you know, in awe and like I've really felt something here. Um, yeah, she's just like everything to, just on her sleeve. Like, and, and it, it continued like we're in, we're in Venice with her last month or now the month before now where we had like five of the cast travel um, to the Venice Film Festival with us. And, you know, it was her and their like first time off the island. We actually had to give them passports and all the rest of it. And um, she would be on um, the ferry, you know, going from Venice Island over to Lido where the festival was, um, like in a grass skirt, um, you know, looking completely different to everybody else. She always liked to, you know, ride up on the deck of the boat because right. she'd look around and it was like, like it's more adventurous. And and um, she, she would you'd spot her just sort of like totally unselfconsciously singing, start singing the same songs that she would sing back home. Yeah. Just like looking over this completely different other other world. And, and that sort of like, you know, sums up, I think, you know, who she is. She's yeah. like really special, special girl. Wow. Uh, what are some of the challenges uh, you faced filming uh, at such a dangerous location uh, near the volcano? Um, yeah, like it, it did feel dangerous uh, sometimes, the volcano. She'd have, you know, all sorts of different moods. Um, and, 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 you know, the, when, when she erupts, like those big eruptions, they're like, they're, you see these shock waves, you know, come towards you and it hits you in the gut. And so it's a bit unnerving. Uh, equally unnerving as you see these big blobs of lava, you know, where on the, on the same path that you'd walked like the week before. So, uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> okay. Um, but at the same time, you can sort of predict what her, she'd say, remain fairly constant over the course of the night. Mm. Um, and if she was really, really erupting, then you just wouldn't go near her. Right. Um, so, How often would that be? So you just sort of like, um, there were seasons. So, like, uh, around about, around about um, uh, the end of the year, uh, she gets, like, you know, sort of, like, stage four eruptions, like, you know, going, you know, right out of the cone and in, out onto the ash plane. Mm. Sort of massive, massive eruptions. Um, uh, but, you know, you could go, uh, like, several nights in a row and it'd be sort of like, you know, a bit like what you saw in the film um, and then sort of stay at that, that level. Mm. Um Sometimes, like when the wind would blow the other way, that, that was the, the, the most, the worst thing actually, is when the the, the ash and the sulphur blew in your your direction. Mm. So the uh, the cast and uh, of characters have seen the film um, now. What kind of reactions did they have? Look, um, we uh, made a promise with them that you know they would be the first people in the world to see it, mm. and. Um, you know, we'd gone back and shined a rough, rough cut, like, uh, uh, earlier on, um, just to make sure we are getting it right and, you know, how to improve it and that we could do pickups. Um, but once we completed the film, um, uh, we said, you know, which will be in April of this year, last year, this year, this year, yeah, um, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll come back and, and show it and, um, you know, we'll, we'll like, you know, big sheets and, and um, do it that way and, but. Uh, it was around about that time a uh, massive cyclone, cyclone Pan, hit all of Vanuatu and you know decimated it. Um, and 
worry because uh, we, we, we actually couldn't get through to the village uh, any word from the village for a couple of weeks and you know there were lots of deaths and we knew that you know houses had been destroyed everywhere in the end we did get through um, you know they, they had been uh, you know all their gardens had been destroyed and every single house had been knocked over except theirs so especially traditionally built cyclone proof huts and but thankfully no one had died um, and we said listen you know uh, we think it's probably a bad time for us to come over right now um, given the situation and they're like no you absolutely have to come and um, show the film so we did and it was just like a few weeks after um, the cyclone and we got there they'd already built about rebuilt about a third of their house it's just like completely within their their, their attitude towards life yeah. um, just like get on with it um, and we you know sewed a couple of queen size sheets together I bought over a laser projector we found a sound system big, big system um, and um, erected it in the one of the last uh, standing bunion trees um, and you know, the tribes from all over the area gathered. Like, you know, they'd never been to the cinema before. And so uh, it, was a, it was a big, it was a big event. Yeah. Um, it was just magic. It's like one of the most, you know, I don't think I can imagine a more magic and rewarding moment as a filmmaker uh, than, than that sort of a premiere. Mm. Um, because, like, you know, the, the lights went down, or it went dark, and, you know, and then we start projecting the first image of it. But, in their own language and they're seeing this for the first time that uh, the, the responses were it was very interactive with yeah. the screen. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, you know, as soon as the, you know, the, you know, Gup and Cook first appears, like the bad guy, you know, first appears and yeah. everyone, there's a, a chunk of the audience going, woo, <laughs> cheers, you know, <laughs> and, um, uh, you know, as soon as the, the couple, you know, start doing the, you know, the wrong thing the wrong way, you know, the old women that up, you know, start, start going tuck, 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 tuck. You know, that's, that's the wrong thing to do. And, um, so when, um, uh, and likewise, like a teenage boy snigger, you know, when the lovers start doing their, their canoodling. And, yeah. and, the, and, the, and the younger women are sitting right up the front, you know, they turn around and go, shh, be quiet. Tell them to shut up. And, you know, people staying along with the songs, um, you know, the, the, the moment of being So you've spent most of your career making political documentaries and Tanner is your first feature film. Is is feature filmmaking something you're going to continue to do? Is that something you want to keep doing? Oh, uh, yeah, like I'm hooked. Like, I, you know, I'll keep making documentaries probably as well, but um, yeah. I, I really enjoy the process. Like, I, I, I would do another one in a, in a flash. Yeah. Um, I particularly enjoyed, though, this kind of process because it, it, it's not... We were using, Martin and I, using, you know, techniques that we, we built up, you know, throughout documentary making. Um, you know, it, it's just, you know, me on camera, him on sound, and a um, uh, very small crew, and that's what it was like. You know, my partner, Janita, you know, did an amazing job doing, like, you know, the production managing and even a bit of makeup and um, all that sort of thing. But it was a real minimal documentary style uh, crew, which meant that you could be really 
going according to plan or just take longer on a theme because, you know, we had all the time we needed. We weren't, you know, we didn't have to worry about the, the clock ticking and that being, you know, X amount of hundreds of thousands of dollars. And, yeah. Um, so I, I really enjoyed the process. It was very fulfilling. Um, so, so what above all uh, do you hope audiences will take away from Tanner once they've experienced the film? I think that they, I hope that, you know, they'll come out uh, thinking, man, I've just entered another world uh, that I did not know about. I've really, truly experienced an authentically different world, and I get it. You know, I've been transported. Mm. I definitely did. Yeah, it really took me to another place. So sometimes I found myself just completely captivated by what I was watching. It was it was an incredible experience. Oh, it's really great to hear. Mm. I mean, it's, 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 how, how, you know, it's how we felt, you know, and so it's really important that that came across. So there you go, folks. That was our chat with Tanner director, Bentley Dean. Uh, you can visit cinemaaustralia.com com.au for screening details and uh, other information about the film including the trailer uh, start there start with the trailer because that's uh, shorter it's sure to pull you in and make you want to go and see it uh, if you're making a film or if you have any film news you'd like to share with us so you can contact us anytime at cinema australia at gmail.com